Chapter forty five of the Spanish Brothers by Deborah Alcock. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Chapter forty five Triumphant. Forever with the Lord. Amen to let it be. Montgomery. Carlos was still sitting beside that couch, with scarcely more sense of time than if he had been already where time exists no longer, when the door of his cell was opened to admit two distinguished visitors. First came the prior, then another member of the table of the Inquisition. Carlos rose up from beside his dead, and said calmly, addressing the prior, "'My father is free.' "'How? What is this?' cried Fray Ricardo, his brow contracting with surprise. Carlos stood aside, allowing him to approach and look. With real concern in his stern countenance, he stooped for a few moments over the motionless form. Then he asked, "'But why was I not summoned? Who was with him when he departed?' "'I, his son,' said Carlos. "'But who beside thee?' Then, in a higher key, and with more hurried intonation, "'Who gave him the last rites of the church?' he did not receive them my lord for he did not desire them he said that christ was his priest that he would not confess and that they should not anoint him while he retained consciousness the dominican's face grew white with anger even to the lips liar he cried in a voice of thunder how darest thou tell me that he for whom i watched and prayed and toiled after years and years of faithful penance has gone down at last unanointed and unassoiled to hell with luther and calvin i tell thee that he has gone home in peace to his father's house blasphemer liar like thy father the devil but i understand all now thou in thy hatred of the faith didst refuse to summon help didst let his spirit pass without the aid and consolations of the church murder of his soul thy father's soul not content even with that thou canst stand there and slander his memory bidding us believe that he died in heresy but that at least is false false as thine own accursed creed it is true and you believe it said carlos in calm clear quiet tones that contrasted strangely with the dominican's outburst of unwonted rage and the prior did believe it there was a sharper sting he knew perfectly well that the condemned heretic was incapable of falsehood on a matter of fact he would have received his testimony more readily than that of the stately lord inquisitor now standing by his side in the momentary pause that followed that personage came forward and looked upon the face of the dead if there be really any proof that he died in heresy he said he ought to be proceeded against according to the laws of the holy office provided for such cases carlos smiled smiled in calm triumph you cannot hurt him now he said look there senor the king immortal invisible has set his own signet upon that brow that the decree may not be reversed nor the purpose changed concerning him and the peace of the dead face seemed to have passed into the living face that had gazed on it so long 
Carlos was as really beyond the power of his enemies as his father was that hour. They felt it, or at least one of them did. As for the other, his strong heart was torn with rage and sorrow, sorrow for the penitent, whom he truly loved, and whom he now believed, after all his prayers and efforts, a lost soul, rage against the obstinate heretic, whom he had sought to befriend, and who had repaid his kindness by snatching his convert from his grasp at the very gate of heaven and plunging him into hell. "'I will not believe it,' he reiterated, with pale lips and eyes that glimpsed beneath his cowl like coals of fire, then softening a little as he turned to the dead. "'Would that those silent lips could utter, were it only one word, to say that death found thee true to the Catholic faith? Not—' one word so in the hopes of years but at least thy betrayer shall be with thee amongst the dead to-morrow heretic he said turning fiercely to carlos we are here to announce thy doom i came with a heart full of pity and relenting to offer counsel and comfort, and such mercy as Holy Church still keeps for those who return to her bosom at the eleventh hour. Ah, but now I despair of thee, professed, impenitent, dogmatizing heretic. Go thine own way to everlasting fire. Tomorrow? Did you say tomorrow? asked carlos standing motionless as one lost in thought the other inquisitor took up the word it is true he said to-morrow the church offers to god the acceptable sacrifice of a solemn act of faith and we come to announce to thee thy sentence well merited and long delayed to be relaxed to the secular arm as an obstinate heretic but if even yet thou wilt repent and confessing and deploring thy sins supplicate restoration to the bosom of the church she will so effectually intercede for thee with the civil magistrate that the doom of fire will be exchanged for the milder punishment of death by strangling something like a faint smile played round the lips of carlos but he only repeated to-morrow yes my son said the inquisitor promptly for he was a man who knew his business well he had come there to improve the occasion and he meant to do it no doubt it seems to thee a sudden blow and but a brief space left thee for preparation but at the best our life here is only a span man that is born of woman hath but a short time to live and is full of misery carlos did not look as if he heard he still stood lost in thought, his head sunk upon his breast, but in another moment he raised it suddenly. "'Tomorrow I shall be with Christ in glory,' he exclaimed, with a countenance as radiant as if that glory were already reflected there. Some faint feeling of awe and wonder touched the Inquisitor's heart and silenced him for an instant. Then, recovering himself and falling back for help upon wanted words, of course, he said— i entreat you to think of your soul i have thought of it long ago i have given it into the safekeeping of christ my lord therefore i think no more of it i only think of him but have you no fear of the anguish the doom of fire 
i have no fear carlos answered and this was a great mystery even to himself christ's hand will either lift me over it or sustain me through it which i know not yet and i am not careful he will care men of noble lineage such as you are of high honour and stainless name such as you were said the inquisitor oft times dread shame more than agony you who are called alvarez de manaya what think you of the infamy the loathing of all men the scorn and mockery of the lowest robber the zamara the carosa i shall joyfully go forth with him without the camp bearing his reproach and stand at the stake beside a vile caitiff a miserable muleteer convicted of the same crime a muleteer juliano hernandez carlos questioned eagerly the same a softer light played over the features of carlos then he should see that face once more perhaps even grasp that hand god was giving him everything he desired of him he said i am glad to stand here to the last at the sight of that faithful soldier and servant of christ for when we go in there together i dare not hope to be so highly honoured as to take a place beside him at this point the prior broke in senor and my brother your words are wasted he is given over to the power of the evil one let us leave him and drawing his mantle round him he turned to go without looking again towards carlos but carlos came forward pardon me my lord i have a few words yet to say to you and stretching out his hand to detain him he unconsciously touched his arm with it the prior flung it off with a gesture of angry scorn there was contamination in the touch i have heard too many words from your lips already he said to-morrow night my lips will be dust my voice silent for ever so you may well bear with me for a little while to-day speak then but be brief it gives me the last pang i think to know on earth to part thus from you for you have shown me true kindness i owe you not forgiveness as an enemy but gratitude as a sincere though mistaken friend i shall pray for you an impenitent heretic's prayers will do my lord the prior no harm and there may come a day when he will not be sorry he had them there was a short pause have you anything else to say asked the prior rather more gently only one word senor he turned and looked at the dead i know you loved him well you will deal gently with his dust will you not a grave is not much to ask for him you will give it i trust you the stern set face relaxed a little before that pleading look it is you who have sought to rob him of a grave said the prior you who have defamed him of heresy but your testimony is invalid and as i have said i believe you not with this declaration of purely official disbelief he left the room his colleague lingered a moment you plead for the senseless dust that can neither feel nor suffer he said you can pity that how is it you cannot pity yourself that which you destroy to-morrow is not myself it is only my garment my tent yet even over that christ watches he can raise it glorious from the ashes of the quemadero as easily as from the church where the bones of my fathers sleep 
for i am his soul and body the purchase of his blood and why should it be a marvel in your eyes that i rejoice to give my life for him who gave his own for me god grant thee even yet to die in his grace answered the inquisitor somewhat moved i do not despair of thee i will pray for thee and visit thee again to-night so saying he hastened after the prior for a season carlos sat motionless his soul filled to overflowing with the calm deep tide of awed and wandering joy no room was there for any thought save one i shall see his face i shall be with him for ever over the thing that lay between he could spring as joyously as a child might leap across a brook to reach his father's outstretched hand at length his eye fell perhaps by accident on the little writing-book which lay near he drew it towards him and having found out the place where the last entry was made wrote rapidly beneath it to depart and to be with christ is far better my beloved father is gone to him in peace to-day i too go in peace though by a rougher path to-morrow surely goodness and mercy have followed me all the days of my life and i shall dwell in the house of the lord for ever carlos alvarez de santillanos Imanaya. and with a strange consciousness that he had now signed his name for the last time he carefully affixed to it his own special rubrica or sign manual then came one thought of earth only one the last god in his great mercy grant that my brother may be far away i would not that he saw my face to-morrow for the pain and the shame can be seen of all while that which changes them to glory no man knoweth save he that receiveth it but wherever thou art god bless thee my roy and drawing the book towards him again he added as if by a sudden impulse to what he had already written god bless thee my roy soon afterwards the alguacils arrived to conduct him back to the triana then turning to his dead once more he kissed the pale forehead saying farewell for a little while thou didst never taste death nor shall i instead of thee and me christ drank that cup and then for the second time the gate of the triana opened to receive don carlos alvarez at sunrise next morning its gloomy portals were unlocked and he with others passed forth from beneath their shadow not to return again to that dark prison there to linger out the slow and solitary hours of grief and pain his warfare was accomplished his victory was won long before the sun had arisen again upon the weary blood-stained earth a brighter sun arose for him who had done with earth all his desire was granted all his longings were fulfilled he saw the face of christ and he was with him forever End of chapter forty five